for Thursday, June 25th, 2020. This is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, there are so many statistics to sort through to figure out exactly what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic. Working with numbers is an essential part of understanding any public health phenomenon, any pandemic. Three doctors watching the impacts of COVID-19 in Georgia share their thoughts on the numbers to watch and why. That's next. Support for WABE comes from Virtual Imaging, providing proactive medical diagnostics to catch deadly or debilitating diseases early, using state-of-the-art equipment to detect warning signs or offer peace of mind. You can take charge of your health at virtualimagingatl.com. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. I don't know about you, but when I pull up one of the various data dashboards or numbers reports tracking the coronavirus pandemic, whether from the Georgia Department of Public Health or some non-government source like a newspaper, I pretty much immediately get overwhelmed. There are so many statistics to watch, and I'm not entirely sure which ones are the most useful. Well, in an effort to ease some of that confusion, I reached out to a bunch of different people in the public health world for guidance and asked them the same questions. Which two data points should we watch to track the impact of the pandemic? Why are they important? And what are the limitations of those numbers? Turns out there's actually some agreement about what numbers are useful to watch, according to the many responses we got, a few of which I want to share with you today. First up is Dr. Colleen Kraft. She's Associate Chief Medical Officer at Emory University Hospital and is an infectious diseases physician. And again, that first question, if you had to pick one statistic to track, what would it be and why? I think the one thing that I would want to look at would be to go on the dph.georgia.gov website and look at sort of the number of cases in your county. That tells you a lot about, you know, sort of what your hospital capacity is probably um, worrying about and looking at. Uh, It also helps you to understand sort of what's going on in your region, which may be very different than other regions of the state. I think that statistic is meaningful for how you're going to go about your day and what to expect in your area. And then also, are there things that maybe, you know, our government or our local public health groups really need to focus on, reminding people to be masking when they're indoors, reminding them to use hand sanitizer? I think it can also help us tailor public health messages and just reminders for folks in that area. Are are there things that that statistic doesn't tell us? Are, Are there limitations or caveats there? 
there are always limitations to every statistic that we look at. So the limitations for the county are, you know, you really should realize that there is a lag on that dph.georgia.gov website about how, how they're counting them. And so it'll be a little bit behind where, where it is today. And I think that we might expect that if there's something increasing in Gwinnett, then that may actually, um, you know, spill over into other um, surrounding counties. So if even if it doesn't represent the behavior of the entire county, it gives us a sense of where there could be increasing cases that will affect areas around it. What would maybe be the the next thing you would encourage someone to look at and why? I think the most important secondary statistic to look at is our hospitalization and death rate. I think that that sends a huge message and a huge block of information about who is getting ill right now. We are having increasing cases in numerous counties in Georgia. However, our overall hospitalization rate and death rate is down. Why is that? That's because the transmission is not happening among medically fragile individuals right now. It's happening between younger individuals that probably don't have medical problems and also are also healthy and probably recovering and may even be asymptomatic. And then also it helps us to learn how to plan for healthcare events that are going to be happening related to COVID. So we really do not want to have another situation such as we had in April uh, where the cases peaked and hospitals were very busy just taking care of COVID patients. That prevented us from taking care of other patients well. And so we want to make sure that we're doing all of this sort of side by side. And I think it also means that the message has has probably not gotten out to those that are healthy and, and want to keep um, kind of going about their daily life. But it does tell us that the message has gotten to the medically fragile to stay at home and take care of yourself. Um, because if you get this disease, you may end up in the hospital. And I think that that, that message thankfully has gotten out. So whenever you're trying to understand data that's being presented to you, you really have to understand why you need that data and for what purpose, right? So if you just want to know the number of cases in Georgia, that's a pretty easy thing to find. For myself, I'm trying to figure out how to prepare my healthcare system for a potential surge. We, you kind of have to pull these things together to create a story. And I think in general, trends are really just as important as individual data points. Dr. Colleen Kraft is an infectious diseases physician. She's also Associate Chief Medical Officer at Emory University Hospital. I also heard from Dr. Melanie Thompson. She's worked with lots of numbers as Principal Investigator of the AIDS Research Consortium of Atlanta. Here's the stats she thinks are helpful. I think one of the helpful statistics is to look at the change from week to week or month to month in a seven-day average of cases. Um, When we look at a seven-day average, we get beyond some of the day-to-day variability in reporting. And so smoothing things out, looking at a seven-day average, is very helpful. And being able to look at the change from week to week or month to month, if you prefer, in that average gives us a pretty good snapshot of, of what's going on. Tell me a little bit more about why that, why that statistic is meaningful. I think it's tempting to look at a one-day number of cases and say, well, we had 1,800 cases in one day that were reported. But 
We often overlook the fact that there's sometimes backlog from day to day. So we may have very low numbers for several days, and then we make up for them on the third day. So I think it's really important to to look at averages. And I think looking at averages from week to week gives us a better sense about whether our trends are actually increasing or whether we're just seeing a single-day spike that maybe has another explanation. The first thing we have to remember is those cases didn't occur today. They actually had to do with people who became sick some time ago, days to weeks ago, and got a test uh, days to weeks ago, and now we're getting those results. Secondly, Georgia is part of a pandemic, but when we look at different regions in Georgia, what we really see are separate epidemics and clusters that are occurring throughout the state. And all epidemics are local. So we have to look at the local situations to really understand what's going on. I'm wondering if there is, you know, for someone who is looking for a little bit more engagement, if there is maybe a, a secondary statistic that you would recommend that they, that they look at and, and why. So I like to look at hospitalizations the newly reported hospitalizations, and the current hospitalizations. Newly reported hospitalizations tell us more about what's happening right now in terms of new cases that are sick enough to um, need uh, extensive care in the hospital. Current hospitalizations tell us about how our hospital system is doing in terms of bed availability uh, and whether or not we are beginning to overwhelm our system. From the Department of Public Health's website, we know the ages of hospitalized individuals, but it's not easy to track trends over time in that. So we really don't know very much about the demographics of these people who are hospitalized. Um, we need to know race, and we need to know ethnicity. And we also need to know um, more about their case histories. And are they coming from uh, long-term care facilities? Are they coming from outbreaks? Are they coming from um, community transmission? The numbers are important because they tell us where to focus our resources. When we see an increase in cases being reported from a certain area, we should be able to offer services beyond just medical care. And also, um, they tell us more about where we might anticipate more problems. So if we can get there before the problems occur, um, that would be a terrific step in prevention. Dr. Melanie Thompson is Principal Investigator of the AIDS Research Consortium of Atlanta. Finally, I heard from Dr. Harry Hyman, who teaches in the School of Public Health at Georgia State University. Here are his thoughts on the numbers to watch. What I tend to look at uh, as a starting point is the case counts. 
both the, the number of cases uh, and then a seven-day rolling average of that number. And, and the reason the seven-day rolling average is valuable is because there can be a lot of day-to-day fluctuations in the reporting. One of the ways you get a handle on where we're going with this epidemic is by how many people have the infection. Based on the people who are being tested, um, looking at the number who are positive um, and looking at the trend of that positive line um, gives us a sense of, of what direction we're, we're moving. Um, you know, the goal, obviously, is for us to be moving on a downward trajectory towards a, a lower number of cases. Uh, and ideally, we want to have the number of cases go down and then stay at a low level uh, and be controlled at that level. If it's either plateauing at a high level on an upward trajectory, that tends to be a bad trend. Uh, in terms of which direction the pandemic is going in our state. Are, are there things that that statistic doesn't tell us? Are, are there limitations or caveats there? Yeah, so uh, it's a really good question t- to ask about what the limitations are, because there are many. So uh, initially in Georgia, for example, we weren't doing nearly enough testing. Um, so our case numbers were relatively low, but they weren't low because we didn't have a lot of COVID-19 in the state. They were low because we weren't testing most people. We've significantly ramped up our testing, but there are still major barriers to access to testing. So so we're still getting a very skewed picture of, of what this looks like. What would maybe be the the next thing you would encourage someone to look at and why? The other important question to ask is, well, are these just a lot more people who are getting infected but aren't particularly sick? Or are these people who are getting a more severe illness requiring hospitalization and potentially being at risk for dying. So the two other statistics beyond case count that I would look at is hospitalization and death, recognizing that those are both what we call lagging indicators, meaning that early on you'd see more cases as more people who are susceptible to severe illness get infected, then you're going to have an increase in hospitalization numbers. And then it won't be until a week or two or longer later that those people who have been in the hospital, uh, some of whom uh, we weren't able to successfully treat, will end up dying. I think that we know pretty convincingly that for both hospitalizations and deaths, what we're getting is an undercount. So, for example, if you're hospitalized and your diagnosis is, your presumptive diagnosis, meaning it hasn't been confirmed by a test, is that you have COVID uh, and you die, and you haven't had a confirmatory COVID test, um, you're not counted as a positive COVID test. And that's just in a hospital setting. We also know that uh, particularly in large urban areas like New York City, where they, they had a tremendous peak of cases, a significant number of people dying at home who had presumptive COVID-19, um, but they were never formally tested. So it didn't get reported in the official numbers. As in all things in public health, Data is necessary, but not sufficient. If you just look at numbers, um, you're getting a a two-dimensional view of what is always a a three-dimensional problem. Dr. Harry Hyman teaches in the School of Public Health at Georgia State University. Did You Wash Your Hands is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. Special thanks to Stephen Key. WABE's managing editor is Alex Helmick. Scott Wolfel is chief content officer. You can reach us with questions, comments, or controversy at 
washyourhands at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, where you can also leave us a rating and a review. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening. I'm Max Hines, executive chef at Breaker Breaker and host of Just Set, a podcast featuring the folks moving Atlanta's culinary scene forward. I've worked in restaurants for most of my life and heard countless stories from the people who make your dining experiences possible. Some inspiring, some heartbreaking, all of them important. Listen as Atlanta chefs, mixologists, farmers, and more talk about opening restaurants, concocting the perfect drink, or supplying local produce, all while shining a light on challenges in the industry. WABE.org slash Just Set or your favorite podcast platform. The world is full of mysteries. Are ghosts real? Is that yogurt expired? Hey, the unknown can be scary. But when you donate to WABE, you know where your money is going. Your gift supports the journalism that keeps you informed and the programs that pull back the curtain on complicated stories. Help us make the world less mysterious. Become a member now. Go online to wabe.org slash donate. And thanks.